Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Shout out to all of our sponsors, uh, Par Hopper Golf Apparel, Straight Haggard Thread Company, Williams Tire Nobles Networking, Derm Dude, hit them up for all your beard, body, and tattoo needs, Red Circle, and uh, little change they put in my pocket. Thank you all. Uh, one of the first shows that I did at the beginning of the year was with Miss Gabrielle Stone, and I've talked her into coming back and talking a little trash on me for the next little bit. So, y'all, uh, y'all say hey to her, Miss Gabby. Say hey to all these people that's been missing you. How did I get roped into doing this show? Not once, but twice, Josh Terry. I'm obsessed with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm a, I'm like literally. I love your attitude. Uh, it's one of the things I even like watching the stuff uh, with you and your boyfriend. Like you, oh, you're just y'all are just cool, and you give off the best vibe ever. Uh, you know, I've worked hard to protect my vibes and and get them to a certain standard. So I'm glad to hear that. And there's been a lot of women that's reached out to me that heard me on your show. And uh, I, I've done a couple different podcasts with some other folks, but it seems like the women from your show that listen to you always send me the most positive, best messages. And uh, when I saw that you had another book that just came out or about to come out, I was like, I got to get her back. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, my FMLers, man, are really involved and love all the people that I bring on and, and really interact. And they're just good people. I found some good people out there through these yeah. books. Yeah, I, I told you the first time I thought your folks were going to hate me because that is it just seems like there's a lot of uh, you don't push the the man hating thing or the man eater. No, thing. not at all. No, dude, especially in season three of FML talk, I'm bringing on like a lot of men that show their vulnerability and show their emotions. Like I need to, we need to destigmatize the whole, like be a fucking man thing that that bullshit is not working for us in this day and age. So the more I can bring on cool ass men to, to show that and talk about their feelings openly, the better. Uh, I kind of agree with you. I think in some cases we need to let men be men, but when they're pieces of shit and they use their masculinity as the reason why they're pieces of shit, right? Then, right. No, then that that needs to go. That needed to go yeah. a long time ago. Absolutely. No, I'm talking about like the the phrase like "shut up and be a man" or "stop crying and be a man." Like, look, you can be a man and all the great qualities that y'all have, but you know, that, that toxic masculinity of like men shouldn't cry and then, you know, stuff all your emotions down. So then you turn out to be an asshole. Like nobody has time for that. <laughs> yeah. Unhealthiest things in this world. Uh, I'm from the South and we're taught growing up for the majority, you know, shut up, you know, whatever's wrong with you, just bottle it down inside. If you cry or whatever, you're a baby, uh, or whatever, or even like growing up. Um, we talked about it on a show the other day to where, you know, if you showed any emotion in high school or middle school, I graduated in 06, you got called gay, you got called faggot, you got called all these negative words that were just ugly as fuck. And, right. and there was no sense in that. Our parents and everybody, luckily, our generation isn't like that. And yeah, is this which is also so fucked up that like the, the word gay like to be called gay was even negative in, Absolutely. That, in Absolutely. that generation. It's so, it's all so fucking twisted and ass backwards. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with you. We, uh, we had a guy on the show probably three or four weeks ago. And, um, this guy I went to school with who came out after, uh, we got out of school and he's getting married to a, uh, a trans 
uh, person. And uh, me and him sat here and bullshitted and drank whiskey and talked about how different life was now compared to back then. And it's one of my favorite shows that I've done. I and, love that. Yeah. I just, I don't see the need in people hating on anybody like just because your sexual orientation or your political beliefs or whatever, just people just need to be able to be able to be fucking happy and left alone. Amen. Amen to that. I, I think that, you know, now when I, well, I'm in a relationship obviously, but you know, when I'm single, I'm like, do you cry? Do you know how to cry? Cause that's a fucking requirement to date me, dude. <laughs> like I can't have like the whole, we don't show emotions in this house. Yeah. Uh, a girl that I was, uh, seeing a couple years ago, I let out some emotion one time, got way too drunk, got upset about my daughter and, uh, I let it out. And when I did, you could just see like, she fucking hated it. It bothered her so bad. And I realized right then now I have to be with somebody who's an emotional creature too. Yeah. And fuck that girl for that. That's like what we need to stop doing is teaching men that they like, aren't safe to express themselves. It's bullshit. Well, with a lot of women, you can't. I mean, it, it's still, I don't know where, like, the people that you are around or the people you grew up with, around here, women still don't understand that. That's wild to me. Yeah, you'll have some that are, it's, it's very weird to see that they're hypersensitive or they want no sensitivity shown whatsoever. Right. It's very hard uh, to find that. I, I, I mean, I get, and, and, and I get why it's so tough for men because they're like, what? what woman am I getting? You know, yeah. like, is it the one that I'm safe with or the one that's going to like make me feel like an asshole and, and an idiot for yeah. it, which is I, so fucked up. Yeah. We just don't, I, I've never understood women anyway, but that's the one that you just, you know, I just wish there was a middle ground and there's not around here. There's literally not. And I just don't understand it. Do you think that's a Southern thing? I think it is. I think it is. I think it's the way that they saw how their daddies and granddaddies were. And how their mm. mama, because see, around here, it's in other places of the country, I think it's negative, but here it's, it's kind of accepted to where the man's supposed to go to work, the woman takes care of the house, and a man takes pride in his wife not having to work. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Uh, is this what well, I, yeah, I mean, it sounds yeah. like everyone's stuck in the fucking 1920s, but all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and there's some women here that still thrive off of it because that's the way mama and daddy were. That's the way right, their moms right. and dads were. But, uh, I don't, I want you to work. I want you to set goals for yourself and I want you to achieve. I want us to achieve our goals and shit together. And, yeah. Fucking and, a. Yeah. Like we should be pushing each other, not keeping each other stuck in the fifties. Like you said. Yeah. 100%. So tell me before we just get on that soapbox anyway, tell me about your new book. Oh, the new book. So it came out in September. So it's been out for a few months now. Um, it was wildly different than writing the first one. Um, for those of you that are new to me or what I do, um, I wrote Eat, Pray, FML, which is more or less about me being married for almost two years, finding out that my husband was having an affair with a 19 year old for six months, filed for divorce, left shortly after that, met this guy, fell madly in love with each other, had the whole like whirlwind romance bullshit. And he convinced me to join him on a month long trip to Italy. 48 hours before we were getting on a plane, he told me he needed to go by himself and broke up with me, broke my heart like my ex-husband never could have done. And I had a decision to make and that was either stay at home heartbroken or go travel Europe for a month by myself. So I took a backpack and did six countries over the span of a month and wrote eat, pray FML about it. And 
from the beginning when that book came out before it was even like a crazy bestseller and, you know, doing all these things, everyone that read it was like, what the fuck happened after Europe? Like, you have to tell us, like, did you and Javier stop talking? Did the guy you met in Barcelona come out to LA? Like, what the fuck happened after Europe? So I always knew that there was a space where I could continue writing. Um, but when Eat, Pray, FML came out, I was still living that second book. So I didn't know how the fuck it ended or what was going to go on. Um, and eventually in 2019, I sat down to start to start writing the sequel. And it's a direct sequel. So the Eat, Pray, FML finishes when I get on the plane to come home from Europe. And the ridiculous misadventures of a single girl starts when I walk in to my house from the airport. So it's like picks up right where we leave off. Um but it goes over the span of two years of my life. So it's a lot longer. Um, Eat, Pray, FML, if you can believe it, is three and a half months of my shit show of a life. <laughs> um, and so the second one is a lot longer and spans over a lot more time and took me a lot longer to write it and was a lot more emotional for me to like drudge up things that I was so far past and, you know, writing about relationships that are still very much a part of my life was was interesting. So it's been a new roller coaster with the second book and I'm fucking happy it's out now and I can be like I'm done here's your sequel let me be <laughs> Well you're uh you're one of these uh, you're just an attention grabber anyway as soon as somebody hears you talk here's how positive you are even about the negative stuff in your life uh it you won me over in the first 30 minutes of the first time we talked and then yes. I've had people left and right that have like They'll send me stuff about you all the time now, like either whether it's a little clip of your book or something you did on TikTok or, or whatever. And they're oh, like, I love it. And they're like, is she really that much of a badass? And I'm like, <laughs> yes. The so, answer is yes. <laughs> so this, this is going to be one of the few books that I probably will actually sit down and read. Yeah, you got to start with the first one, dude. Oh, I'm going to do the first one first. Okay. All I, right. felt, I felt like I got so many cliff notes from you, though, in the first show and then doing your show. It was like, yeah. okay, I know a good bit about this and I'm real interested and ready for the second one. I do have to read the first one first, though. Yeah, for sure. Um, you can listen to the audiobook too. I'll just be in your ears for 12 hours. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say no to that. That sounds because I'm not. <laughs> If I already knew it was an audiobook, I already would have done it. I didn't realize you had it out as audiobooks. Well, oh yeah, dude, both of them are in audio, and I narrate them. Well, that'll be sweet, and I, I'll definitely do it. Um, you recently had some uh, some bullshit kind of happen to you that made me jump back into your inbox. So much bullshit. I I, I was I literally, you know, my mom is a apart from an actor, she's also a world renowned healer, and I By sat way, down with her. I didn't know that. I had no oh, you idea. didn't know who my mom was? I had no idea who your mom was. Yeah, little D. So my mom is D. Wallace from E.T., The Howling, Cujo, all your fucking 80s horror films. Um, and uh, she's also a healer. So when all this bullshit started happening, I went to her. I was like, OK, because I know enough about, you know, laws of attraction and shit that even when bad stuff is happening, like you're attracting that somehow. There's something in you that's like bringing the bullshit. And I'm so not used to having that. So I sat down with her and was like, we need to do some fucking work because I'm not having this right now. <laughs> yeah, I hate that you went through it. Uh, and of course, we're not going to say any names or whatever, but uh, I just want you to know from a man's point of view, some shit that got said about you, uh, other men in that room should have beat somebody's ass. 
Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I I'm fine with like cluing everybody in on kind of the base, the outline of what happened. So there is a podcast that I guess saw one of my viral videos and, you know, chose to talk about me and the story and what they saw in the, you know, 15 second clip um, on their podcast for like 20 or 25 minutes. It was really excessively long. And I responded on Instagram, just like being sassy and was like, Hey guys, loved it. Love the episode. If you guys have the balls to uh, discuss it, why don't you invite me on and we'll have a, an emotionally intelligent conversation. And they then in their follow-up episode spoke about me for another 25 ish minutes. And, um, that was the episode for me that crossed the line. They, uh, wrongly reported how my father passed, um, who is a public figure. And like, you can Google that, um, and kind of made light of the fact that I found him, um, which was very traumatic. And look, I get, you know, comedy, you can joke about your own trauma, like not really cool to joke about other people's. Um, and then went on to have like, you know, some very bad taste jokes that were, you know, around rape and familial rape and sexual assault and just really not well done stuff. And um, not okay so I got at all. on. No, like just not. And I got on my TikTok, like you do in 2021 and um, and did a video and it was very mild. It was literally me playing clips from their podcast. And I was just like, hey, guys, it's uh, it's 2021, maybe not joking about rape and sexual assault. Um, also, that's not how my father died. So please do a fucking fact check and Google me before you talk about me for 30 minutes. It was very, very mild. Um, in nowhere in that video was I like, they should be fucking canceled or, you know, tear down their sponsors. Like none of that. I wasn't trying to like incite any of that. I was just clapping back at the fact that this was like not fucking okay. And TikTok went wild. I mean, the amount of people commenting on that video, tagging all of their sponsors, going to their page and fucking really writing some gnarly stuff. Um, it was it was intense. Like TikTok, TikTok was like, we understand the assignment. Here is the job, <laughs> um, and that's where things took a turn. Um, the, one of the the people from that podcast started blasting me on their social media, saying, you know, this is white privilege, and saying, you know, now you're she's calling our sponsors to try and take kid uh, money out of my kid's mouth. Um, I'm a person of color, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, okay, first of all, my ex is Latin. So let's start with that. <laughs> Second of all, two of my best friends are Puerto Rican, which is who this individual is. Um, thirdly, like I, I directed a Black Lives Matter PSA. Like I am fucking the advocate of, of equality and like bringing shit to the forefront. Of course I have white privilege. Anyone that's white has white privilege, period, end of discussion. There was no, none of this had anything to do with that. That was the only card that they had to like throw in to save their ass from the sponsors being taken away and dropped out. So I started getting so much hate on Twitter and like people coming to my Instagram and writing like, we hope we hope your fucking father is like watching this. Like, sorry, he committed suicide. Da, 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 da. Like horrible shit saying like you're racist and like what's wrong with you. All of this stuff that is so far out of my fucking little self-love bubble that I preach on my page. 
And it got so bad for 24 hours that I was like looking at my boyfriend and he was like, you're going to have a fucking nervous breakdown. And I was like, yeah, this is really like, it was a prime example of how, let me specify that I don't consider myself a celebrity at all, but how celebrities feel when like gnarly press stories come out that aren't true and they get fucking gnarly blowback from it. I mean, it was wild and I could have handled the hate like that. I would have just like, I'm, I'm on TikTok. I can block people into the ethers of the internet and not fucking care a thing about it. But there were Reddit threads of them saying, you know, their fans saying go to their, her page and leave shitty reviews on her book without reading it. So it's like, now that's fucking with my livelihood and my business. Um, and that's not okay. Like I didn't send people to your page. I just posted a video responding. So it really was just not fair on my friend. And like people that watch that video, like I didn't say anything bad. I was playing the stuff that was in their episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a difference in, I say a lot of fucked up stuff. I make fun of people if they're in the room with me. I will talk trash right. about you if it's where we can sit back and forth at a table and have a discussion. Because I do yeah. believe, do believe regardless of what culture you are, what skin color you are, whatever you are, I don't care. If you want to be in the alphabet community or whatever, I don't care. I don't see you any different than I see myself. And I feel like if I'm going to take shots at you, you should be able to take shots at me. But there are certain lines you just don't cross. If you want to consider yourself a comedian and you want to do a comedy podcast or whatever it is, you can't fucking go across some things. Some things are just, it's not funny regardless of what it is. Yeah. And, and when you start joking about rape and you start joking about uh, people that have committed suicide and everything, that's where you're going to lose me. That, that That's yeah. where anything else... In all honesty, and I, I thank the world of you. In all honesty, probably should have been fair game outside of those if they allowed you to clap back. Yeah. If well, they allowed that was, you to. That was the problem. It's like, I, so I clap back in a very mild way. And then all of a sudden, you're throwing in like all this shit to bring some massive, un, unwarranted opinions and hate on me. So, since then, I reached out to him directly and I was like, look, dude, this is insane. Like, this is fucking with my business. Um, there's nothing bad in that video. I I'm sorry that your sponsor dropped you, but like I didn't call anybody. That was TikTok fucking tagging and, you know, demanding some responsibility and accountability for the things that you guys are saying. And we ended up talking it out and had a really, a really adult conversation that I really appreciated. Cause like, you know, when you DM someone that could go either way, like very, he bad, been like, very quickly. Yeah. He could have been like, fuck you. Like all of this is like going to get worse. Um, and I was really, my mental health, like went way down, <laughs> took a big fucking dive. And, um, you know, he apologized. I apologized. I was like, look, if you need me to take the video down, um, fine. If you will call off your fucking trolls and take your Twitter shit down. And he was like, all right, deal. So I did. Um, and I will say that I, I learned a lesson that standing up for what is right isn't always worth what it's going to do to your soul. However, in learning that lesson, it makes me very sad that in 2021, women can't go on a public platform and say this shit's fucking not OK and like not have the narrative flipped on them and get 
I mean, I was getting like rape threats and messages and death threats in my inbox. It was insane. Yeah, the people that send you that stuff though are just pieces of shit, and it doesn't fucking matter. To to 100%. to me, to me, like I promise you, grown ass people who have sense about them are not the ones that are sending you those messages. It is people who are fucking miserable with their their lives that probably live in their mama's basement or yep. whatever. There's there's somebody who is intimidated by a woman like you. Uh, yeah, I think I'm not intimidated by you, but I have a whole lot of respect for you. I'm not intimidated by a lot of folks, and some of these men that send death threats to a woman like you, it is literally because they are scared shitless of you and know that you could fucking ruin their lives in a heartbeat and they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah. It was just, it was a really sad thing to watch how one person changes the, the narrative of what's true and how much I had to then pay for that. Um, cause everybody that saw that video, like there's nothing, there was nothing inside. I wasn't like fucking go, trash them and tag their sponsors and cancel them. And like now all of a sudden, like I'm getting called Karen and I'm trying to cancel people. And I'm like, I don't even fucking believe in cancel culture. I think that shit is whack. And we need to like educate people, which is what that video was trying to do. It was basically just being like, yo, check your facts. I'm a public figure. So is my family. Like don't fucking make light of suicide when that's not even how my father died, you know? Yeah. And I I am definitely having to, I got canceled on country radio, so that's why I have my own studio now. But I disagree with cancel culture in the utmost ways. But there are still some things it needs to be. It, it's not fucking okay to say some things. Right. It, it doesn't matter if you think it's funny or not. I had to have a very long conversation with some people the other day. Uh, I had a, a young woman who was in a studio with her boyfriend, and we were talking, and uh, they're, they're Jewish. And I have... I have nothing against anybody that's a different religion to me. Nothing at all. I'm a Christian, a Southern Baptist. I don't disagree with any, I don't even know enough about it or whatever. And they were joking about something with the Holocaust. And Mm -hmm. they made the joke to each other, like themselves. And I was like, you know what's crazy is me knowing your background and the way that you just said that. I don't see anything wrong with you saying it because it's your heritage. But if I was to say that I would deserve the backlash I would get from. Right. And I just, I don't know how you pick and choose now what's right or wrong to say when you're fucking with people, like when you're playing, talking trash back and forth, but morally you should know in your head, Hey, I can't say this. Yeah. And like, honestly, I think, I think people are too fucking sensitive nowadays. Like I think people, you know, go way too hard over stuff that's like not that serious constantly this was not that you know the first episode that i heard i was like all right you know whatever fucking men you know fine didn't bother me like i can i can take jokes i can send them like i get it it's it's comedy that second episode wasn't comedy Mm -hmm. um you don't if it's your past that you want to make light of and make really dark humorful jokes of fine. But like when it's someone else's that you don't know it, there's a line. And that line was like fucking looked at shit on and then crossed. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't, I would never have the balls to say any, which I know the way I was raised and me having a a daughters, I wouldn't say that shit for any reason whatsoever. Um, Even the suicide stuff. Like I'm a survivor from 11 years ago and we help people with that still. Yeah. That's just not, 
this is not cool. And it's not fucking funny. And if you laugh at it, you're just as fucked up as they are. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it was a wild experience to, uh, to go through and I'm, I'm glad that the, the person that was at the other end of it, you know, was open to, to talking with me about it and settling it down because, you know, the only reason they attacked me like that was because their sponsors started to drop and that's, that's money, you know? Yeah. So I get it, but like, you can't fight back with something that's like so far off base as to like, what's actually happening in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It made me sick. I messaged you as soon as I saw your video and it was like, I want to fucking roast them. Like I, I do. And it's just, you know, I got daughters, man. And what do I, they, which yeah. is the wild part. Yeah. That I don't fucking get whatsoever. Yeah. It, it was like, I, I, again, again, you know, when we spoke, he was like it, we never meant for it to actually be hurtful. We're actually all really big fans of your mother. Please tell her we're sorry. And it's like, okay, but like, it's not, it's just not funny. Like if it was, if it was funny and in the vein of comedy, like that's one thing and, and you wouldn't need to apologize for that. But like, you know, that it was too far and, and not, do you not th- in that. Do you think that they ever would have, apologized if it wasn't for the fact that it blew up on social media i only the only apology i got and we'll see what comes in this next episode um that they're releasing because i was told that it will be put to rest on that but i don't know if an apology is part of that um the only apology i got was in that direct message from the one that i was talking to Uh, okay um so it wasn't public it wasn't anything um it was, you know, the only thing that went out publicly was the video has been taken down. Thank you, Gabrielle, for being reasonable. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate that on their part. I just, uh, you know, some people don't say I'm sorry until they get caught, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and that that's the thing that makes me think that, you know, hopefully these guys just, they took the joke too far, which it wasn't a fucking joke in my eyes. They took it too far. And then, uh, you know, now they're trying to do, what is it called? Um, trying to cover their ass now so everybody doesn't get them i would hope that they would eventually would have realized that hey i shouldn't have said this shit in the first place let me apologize even without right. all the heat but without them trying yeah to do but control. i mean at at what cost like me yeah. digging in my heels and being like all right i'll slap them with a defamation suit which i had every right to like so their trolls can go and leave shitty reviews on my book and try and tank my business like it's not fucking worth it to me it's not worth what it was doing to my mental health having all these messages come in. It was really a shitty 48 hours. And it was like, if this is what it takes for people to stand up and just be like, Hey, what you said is fucked up. Like that's wild to me. I'm proud to see you stand up though. A lot of women wouldn't have done that. I think Thank a, you. I, think I appreciate a, it. Uh, and I'm not just saying this towards women. I should say a lot of people wouldn't have done it. Uh, they would not have stood up the way you did. They would have just bitched about it on social media more. Or they would have right. done something. They would have tried to make, I guess they would have tried to play the victim card on it, is guess what I'm trying to say. And you actually standing up and firing back against them, you know, it, it's probably, it was probably the best thing you could have done in my eyes. I mean, it might have cost your mental health for 48 hours, but, yeah. and, but it had to make you feel good. It had to make you feel good that I'm not going to let these people get the best of me without me firing back. Well, it does until you have to, until you're like literally bullied into submission of being like, all right, guys, like fucking wave the white flag only because wrong stuff was being 
now like put into the narrative about me. Like if, if the tweet would have been like, Gabrielle posted a video about our podcast and what we said about her. And now people are trying to get us canceled. The hate and backlash would have been quite different than Gabrielle is calling our sponsors and using her white privilege to get us canceled. Like that is not at all what was going down. Yeah. Fuck them. I mean, I mean, you. Hey, I'm just glad that like we were able to have an adult conversation and he was like super fucking cool about it at that point. And I was like, all right, dude, like it's fine then. And now all of their fans are fucking sliding into my DMs being like, oh my God, we're so glad this is over. You know, the the ones that aren't blocked, mind you, because I blocked like fucking 200 people that day. I don't give a shit. Um, And the ones that aren't blocked are like, oh, thank God. You know, we think you're really cool. And like, we actually really like your page. We're super into healing because we're all like fucked up and come from trauma. That's why we're listening to these idiots. Um, One of them was like, thank God for three days. My wife and I were at war in our house because she's the biggest fan of your books. And I am a fan of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it was like, we like, we were like, oh my God, we're going to get a divorce. Um, so it's been really funny to see the flip side of, of some of their fan base come over to my platform now, but you know, well, I mean, oh, when, I'm just glad you, to bury it. Well, I'm glad y'all did. I'm glad y'all did. And I hope whatever's coming out on their next episode is still buried. It. We, yeah. we can hope I I'll, I'll believe it when I hear it. <laughs> well, let me know when it does. Cause I've got to listen to it. I didn't, uh, I didn't know who they were and I looked them up when, uh, whenever I saw the thing, um, I don't listen to a lot of, I don't know how you are. There's only a couple podcasts I actually listen to. Very I, few. Yeah. And there's, there's so many, there's so many out there that it's just hard to keep up with every single one of them. And, uh, I could get the appeal as a man to some of the stuff that they do. So I could see why they're successful, but in the same realm, I must've just been raised different. You know, yeah. I, I, I must have just been – there's just some things that, you know, I can sit here and bullshit around a table with my friends about some stuff that I would never, ever put on there. I never, yeah. ever would. And that might make me sound like a, you know, a hypocrite or whatever. But, you know, I can joke with somebody in here about their mother. Like, we used to do your mama jokes growing up and everything. Right. That's funny for me and my buddy to say back and forth to one another. But that's not funny for the whole damn world to think that you're throwing your mother, your buddy's mother under the bus. Right. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a line in comedy, you know, and, and at the expense of someone else's trauma, you know, I've been to comedy shows where people make fun of my appearance. People make fun, you know, of like what I do, that's all fucking fine and dandy. But like, if you're going to cross into the trauma zone and like the trauma that a lot of people have and have dealt with, or have had experiences with like joke about your own, that's all. Well, I'm not saying this about them, but I'm saying this about men in general. A lot of men try to put women like you down because you are attractive and they don't think that you'd ever pay them any attention. It's like getting back at the the best looking girl in school by making fun of her. Right, right. Well, they would be right if they they assumed that. Um, <laughs> but it's um it's more not based on looks the, of why I wouldn't, you know, venture into uh anything with uh the the men on that show. It would be more because of the content they put out and what they clearly stand for. Yeah. That's what I was just, I was just thinking that from men that I know that are like that, that I do not like. Um, And I've only, if anybody's listening, that's connected with their show, understand I've listened to all of one minute and 30 seconds of their show. I do not have a good grasp on these people, 
just I'm almost judging a book by the cover. Disclaimer. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just letting you know I don't have enough information on them. Some of them might do charity work and I not know it. I'm sitting here calling pieces of shit. But it's from just this example that I'm judging them by. Uh there's just a whole lot of guys out there that they're just so butt hurt by women in the past. They have to, when somebody like you comes along, they just have to put them down. They have to degrade them. They have to make them feel like shit. And I just hate it because it makes no sense to me. That would be like you attacking every good looking man that wouldn't, you know, come on your show or whatever. Right. It's it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. And I think honestly, there's just too much fucking hate in our world as it is. Like we need to lift each other up and support each other, especially in these fucking weird times that we've been living in. So I just, you know, it was worth burying the hatchet and like being like, okay, it's fine to not continue that narrative in my world. Yeah. See, there's a lot of things that like you even said a while ago that I don't a hundred percent agree with, but I support you as a person, like as far as like the, the white privilege stuff, like I agree that to a, there's percentage of that that is absolutely true, but where we're from, it really doesn't exist. In some places, I know it does. Black Lives Matter, absolutely. I don't have a problem with that whatsoever, as long as you also agree that everybody's life matters. But there's two things from you that doesn't take away from the whole. That's just a piece of you. And if I'm going to be your buddy and support you and the stuff that you do, then I feel like, you know, I have to keep my mouth shut, even on the stuff that I don't agree with, or have to have a respectful debate with you, not an argument. And try to make, but I've always been open that if somebody believes in something that I don't educate me on it, I'm, I might be, I might be ignorant on it. I might not know enough about it to understand, educate me, you know? Yeah. And you know, I, I totally understand that. And I respect that. I think the race stuff is a slippery slope, especially in 2021. I didn't fully understand the whole, every white person has white privilege thing until it was explained to me. And it was like, Gabrielle, if you can get on a plane and go to Europe and travel as a solo female traveler for a month and not feel scared that someone is going to follow too close behind you or question why you're there or judge you on the color of your skin, that's white privilege. And that really clicked for me. I was like, okay, Like, yeah, as a woman, I can go out and feel unsafe at at night, maybe when I'm walking around. But like, I never have to be scared of certain things happening if I get pulled over or if a cop stops me when I'm across the world in London. So those things really resonated with me and made more sense to me. But again, it's it's such a slippery slope to talk about with. And I'm sure. Lord knows if you're listening to this, <laughs> you're probably like ready to fucking come at me. But no. I, I'm I I am in the same boat as you that like the more we can have these conversations and talk and not judge people on them and be open to like hearing different opinions, like that's part of the human experience. And I think we as a society have lost a lot of that. Um, with cancel culture and with, you know, everybody being so damn sensitive and wanting to jump down each other's throats. Well, at some point in time, there was people out there decided that their opinion mattered more than somebody else's opinion. And some things are facts. You just can't, can't run away from facts, but if it's opinion based, 
everybody should be able to feel the way that they want to feel. And you get mutual respect. You give respect, you get respect. Um, even with what you just said, I'll tell you, I don't understand it, but I'm not a woman. I don't, I almost would think you'd be scared shitless going around Europe as an attractive woman and by yourself. I, I would, I would think that you would be scared. Hell, I think my ass would be scared to do it, to be <laughs> real with you. I don't think I'd want to do it. I go uh, to another country alone. Of course, let's be real. Uh, I look like the person that everybody hates in other countries from America. There's, <laughs> yeah. There's no way they like me in another country, but, uh, yeah, see that that's enlightening to me because I would have never I would have thought it would have been the opposite. Right. Well, and again, like I said, there's, of course, things that come with being a woman and traveling solo. But I'm saying I've been in travel groups where this topic has been brought up and there's black women that come forward and they're like, yeah, but do you have to Google if our if your race is accepted and safe in that country before you travel there? Because there are places that you have to do that. And not having to do that is having white privilege, knowing that like I could go to London or Amsterdam or Paris or any of these places and not even think twice about like, am I safe there based on the color of my skin? Um, that resonated with me. And I, I was like, OK, I, I see that. Yeah. I mean, but in my mind, that's only in certain places, though, right? Like, I, like, we don't know why. Yeah. I mean, do I, I can't name any of the countries that that. <laughs> are but i'm sure i'm sure people of color can well i mean like here you don't have to google if it's all right for you to go to georgia no you, you know, but you, know you gotta be careful if a cop pulls you over uh it depends on where you're at it really does well that's what i mean we don't yeah. ever have to think about that you know I, I get you. I get you. Well, I mean, it's too hard for two white people sitting here that don't I know. have shitty lives. I know, like we're like the fucking, yeah, like we're the fucking spokes yeah. people, people to be talking about yeah, this. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely not. But once again, you grew up in I, I think California, if I remember right. Yeah, I, I grew up in Georgia. The South always gets blasted because we're supposed to be the most racist place in the world, and we literally grew up. Now our fathers, our grandfathers. They grew up in a completely different world than we did. But down here, everybody accepts every single – we don't talk about it anymore. If you ever notice, yeah. like, when all the riots and everything happened, it usually don't happen in the South. And it's because we've all accepted each other. Like, we don't see each other any different because we had great-grandparents that, you know, did some very fucked up shit. I didn't. But there are families around here that their families probably did to another race. And yeah. I think that the children of that generation, our mothers and fathers, taught us to love everybody equally and treat everybody the same. And it's even more that we keep passing that on to our kids. Uh, we had somebody on here that was from Wisconsin a couple of months ago that's big on social media. And they told us that race in Wisconsin is horrible. And really? then, when, yeah, they's like, but they did not have other cultures come around until the past 30, 40 years. We've grown up in it in 200 years. So, I mean, it is, it is just different. I don't know what it's like where anybody else is from. That's why when people say, like, the, the white privilege stuff or, or anything like that, I'm not saying it's not real in your case or in somebody's case in California. But here, there's more successful – I mean, there's not a more successful race here. And our police departments are literally a mixture of uh, all different cultures. But 
Down here, you get police officers, and every one of them say the same thing. Nobody hates a bad cop worse than a good cop. And mm-hmm. it's just different here. It's, it really is. We're not as ass backwards as everybody thinks we are. No, I mean, hey, if I thought if I thought that and had that opinion, I wouldn't fucking be talking about all this the way that I am. I'm just trusting that everybody listening to this podcast is super cool and accepting and wants to spread some fucking love like I do. (laughs) Look, nobody um, in the year that I've been doing this has came to me because you would think that when you look at me, look at the stuff I post that our listening audience is like 80 percent women. It's insane. Men do not like me whatsoever. Um, shocker yeah i know right it's <laughs> fucking crazy um i just i just i'll actually listen to a woman i actually will i would like to have a conversation with you instead of telling you what to do or you telling me what to do you know um but i've had people that are very very different walks of life on here and i love having people that are different that will give an example like you gave a while ago because it's more than just somebody saying i believe in this be- just because you have right. a reason why that validates your argument. There's too many people to just say, blah, 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 because I said so. And I hate yeah. that shit. Well, and yeah, I- that's like what we fucking hated about our parents when they were like, you know, well, because I said so, because I'm your fucking mom. Like, bitch, no, give me a reason. <laughs> yeah, make make this make sense to my dumbass, please. You know, right. <laughs> and uh, nobody, whenever we've had even anybody completely different on this show, nobody's ever got any hate nobody's ever got anything but love sent back to them. Uh, even that guy I was telling you about a while ago. I mean, we, and we've had some people that are uh, conservatives on social media that are, are gay. And they're some of the most well-received people on the show. There's a oh, reason. I love that. Yeah. Like there's the people love them and I love having them on. I just, I, it's 2021, man. Like I don't like the negative. I don't like that people talk shit about you. I don't like people to talk shit about other folks. If you have a fucking problem with somebody, you don't understand. Why are we not fucking old enough to ask, why do you feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. Explain to me why. Help me understand. I'm ignorant on the subject. Help me understand. Make me, make me get it. Yeah. You know, I've never understood the mental brainwaves that, people like some of these fucking TikTok trolls and shit like to stop on a video that you don't agree with and write something that's like mean or nasty it's like i've never in my life had the urge to do that to have the urge to just fucking troll and like give my unwarranted opinion you just keep fucking scrolling like it's the simplest thing to do i've never understood why people have that mentality and it's become such an issue in our world today well is there they're literally miserable and they want to make you miserable. Broken people right. want to break others. Yeah, I mean, hurt if, people, hurt people, man. Yeah. If you don't like something on social media, there's a real easy thing on TikTok. It says not interested. Don't, yep. you don't have to block them. Don't do that. Just don't pay attention to that shit. Leave it alone. We should all be allowed to have our own opinions and live the way that we fucking want to. That's why like uh, when we first did our first show, uh, and I still help with politics stuff. Like I, I'm helping some people who are running for office here in Georgia. Uh, but I went ahead and I had to make an announcement at some point in time. I am no longer considered a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a liberal. I am an independent. I am able to believe that everybody ought to own a gun the same way I ought to. I believe that everybody that's gay ought to be able to have the biggest, nicest wedding and do whatever they want to. I think it's too easy. Also, I catch a lot of shit about this. Uh, a lot of people that were a part of the conservative group that uh, I was talking uh, with, 
they had to talk to me about my stance on abortion. And I had to explain to them that unless I am in that situation, then me as a man, my fucking opinion should not matter. I do not care. It, it, unless it is my girlfriend, my whatever, I should not tell you what to fucking do. In any way, if I don't want you to tell me, hey, drinking a fifth of whiskey every two days is horrible for your body. And if you want to, you know, get high, whatever. If I don't want you to tell me that I'm living wrong, I shouldn't tell you you're living wrong. Yep, that's right. I'm in full agreement with that. It's it's scary in our world today when you see some things moving backwards. Um, it's It's frightening. And you're like, it it can get overwhelming, which is why that's one of the reasons where I was like, this sword is not worth falling on right now in this whole fucking drama thing that I was in. It was like, nope, I'm just going to back away and continue spreading the stuff that I know our world needs right now. Yeah. And I'm proud of you for that. I just like, like I said, I hate we even got on the topic, to be honest with you, but I'm glad you stood up for yourself because there needs to be more women that know that if they're in a fucked up position that not every man is going to attack you. Not every man is going to come for your fucking throat. Yeah. Some of us are going to back you. Like I'm liable to get shit from these groups of assholes. If they ever were to hear my stance on a couple of things. Right. Right. That's between me and the good Lord. At the end of the day, I stood up for what I believe in. It's not just because you said it and you're on the show right now. I don't want random people saying that shit to my daughter. I don't want random people thinking it's okay to joke about, that type of stuff. I say the most fucked up jokes in this world when it is me and my friends and we're bashing each other because I know they love me and they know that if I say something, it's coming from a good place. It's not coming from malice. It's right. I'm not taking a shot at you. I'm taking shots with you. Come back at me hard. But in a situation like that or any other ones where people are blasting each other on social media and those people that came after you giving debt threats, there's no need for it. Just be yeah. adults. Talk it out. And if you can't get a resolution, fucking move on. I, you probably didn't even know who these guys were until not a, a month fucking ago. clue. You, not a clue. And I'm sure they didn't know who I was either. But like, that's not the point. Um, yeah. it, and I, you're right. A lot of men will back you. I had comments on that TikTok video from fucking A-list directors that were like, wow, I can't believe that this is happening. And I'm so sorry. And like men, A-list directors that are men. Um, like it was a that that video got to a very wide reach very quickly. It was only up for like 48 hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it got under my skin. So I can imagine people that know you way more than I do or just love your calls and everything that you do. I could see how it would be that way. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I don't have, first of all, I'm not going to sick my fans on anybody. Um, I also don't have fans that would ever stoop to that level of um, some of the stuff that was being said. Yeah, your fans literally just send positive messages six yeah, months after. Yeah, because that's what we're yeah. that's what we're fucking about, you know, and that that's how everybody should should strive to keep that momentum and that love space. I had like when we when I was in on my road trip in Texas, and me and you did that uh, live on Instagram that night. Yeah, I had five or six women after it like proposed to me, and shut we're just, the fuck up. <laughs> I swear they were like, "You've been th- like." It was, it was funny. I say proposed. They were trying to sweep me off my feet. Being yeah, very yeah, sweet. yeah. But uh, they would, they'd message me and they'd be like, we, we really feel your pain. Like not every woman is like what you've dealt with before. And if you ever mm-hmm. need a shoulder to cry on, we're right here, baby. 
Like they were being. Oh my god, so, I love it. They were being so sweet, and uh, I I don't know why, but in the past three weeks, four weeks, whatever, got a bunch more messages from folks. I don't know if it's just some people just just now discovering you, and uh, yeah, they, they just now that, heard the episode. Yeah, and I love that. I think that whenever I have some videos that go really viral, um, that allows people to discover me and the books and the podcast. So then people start binging all the episodes. Um, so I love that. That's amazing. Well, I love you and I love everything you're doing and I'm going to let you get out of here. But before we do, uh, tell everybody where they can get the book and where they can find you on social media and how often you put out the, the fuck my life podcast. Cause it's good. I, I, it's good. I folks. love you. I love you too, Mr. Terry. Um, so I am on Instagram at Gabrielle stone on TikTok at Gabrielle underscore stone. And you can get the books. The first one is Eat, Pray, FML. The second is The Ridiculous Misadventures of a Single Girl. They are exclusively on Amazon in paperback, ebook, and audiobook, which I narrate, which is what you'll be listening to. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm going to quiz you on it when, when you're done. Okay, <laughs> deal. Um, and uh, and then you can also get signed copies as well as my, uh, my new self-love journal that kind of helps walk you through unpacking some of your bullshit and your trauma and, and healing some stuff within yourself on my website, which is eatprayfml.com. And we air FML talk episodes every Wednesday. Awesome. Well, I look forward to maybe we'll do this again in another six months. And if you put out another book, I hope it's a fairy tale this time. Yeah, me too, dude. Everyone's like, when's book three? I'm like, I hope fucking never that my life doesn't have to blow up again. <laughs> That's what I was kind of hitting that. Uh, well, anyway, well, folks, thank y'all for tuning into politics, religion, and whiskey. I will catch y'all next time.